This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. I'm your reader on this morning. Who's calling? Good morning, Miss Deborah Evans. Good morning, Miss Deborah Evans. How are you? How you doing on this Saturday morning, Miss Deborah Evans? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I can't complain. Grateful for another day. Girl, I love that. I love that word, grateful. Yes, grateful. that's it. Really grateful. That's it. Everything. That's it. Everything. That's it, and that's all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that word right there is powerful. Grateful just to be amongst the living. One more day, just. To wake up this morning with blood running through our veins, I'm so grateful. Yes, Good morning. Yes. Welcome to Declare Victory. I'm your greeter this morning. Who is calling on the line? Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who's that? Let's say good morning with such a beautiful voice. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's calling? I heard that. Who's that? Who's that? And who's that? Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Oh, thank you, God, for an amazing Saturday morning. My morning started at 3 o'clock this morning, y'all. So if I'm up and I'm just kind of hyped, I'm just so grateful on this Saturday morning. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who's that? Who's that? And who's that? Did anybody call in that did not get the opportunity to say good morning and would like to do so at this time. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Declare Victory prayer call this morning. Thank you for um, everything. Thank you for support. Thank you for just want to encourage you on this morning to continue in this walk with Christ. We thank you on this morning. Good morning, good morning. I am your greeter on this morning. My name is Tracy. Has anybody else called that did not get the opportunity to say good morning? Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. Who's this is that? Hi, beautiful. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning to all on this Saturday morning. Another day for us to get this thing called life right. Thank God for his grace and mercy that kept us all through the night. Someone was not fortunate enough this morning to wake up, so we want to just lift our hands on this Saturday morning and say thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. Has anybody else called in that did not get the opportunity to say good morning? 
Oh, thank you, God. God, you are worthy. Lord, you are so faithful to us. We thank you for your grace over our life on this Saturday morning. Lord, we thank you. Lord, you are God Almighty. We bless you on this morning. We honor you, oh God. We thank you for watching over us as we slept during the night. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. My name is Tracy, and I am your greeter on this morning. Did anybody else call in that did not get the opportunity to say good morning? Good morning, Sunshine. This is Cassandra. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Cassandra. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you. He's so amazing. Good morning, Dee Dee. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all. It's so good to hear everyone's sound on this Saturday morning. Just want to say thank you for calling in. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Did anybody else call that didn't get the opportunity at this time to say good morning? Good Good morning, fam. This is Brother Dwayne. Good morning, Brother Dwayne. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory on this Saturday morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. I am your greeter on this morning. My name is Tracy. Has anybody else called in that did not get the opportunity and would like to take the time to say good morning at this time? Lord, we just want to thank you. We want to honor you. We want to give you all the honor, glory, and praise for another day that you have provided on us. For us, oh God, we thank you this morning for waking us up with clarity in our right mind. We want to thank you, oh God, for your grace and mercy. Thank you for another day, oh God. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Would anybody else like to say good morning at this time? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am your greeter on this morning. Did anybody else join us that would like the would like to take the opportunity to say good morning? Okay, at this point. I'm sorry, I was, good I was on mute. Good morning, family. This is Pam. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Pam. Happy Saturday. Good Happy morning, Diane. Good morning, Diane. Who's that? Who's that? And who's that? Well, thank you so much for calling in on this morning. Um, 
It's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Good morning, everyone. Before we move uh, forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I am your host for this morning. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue to join us for the rest of the month of July um, for a bunch of power-packed individual and unique messages from all of our wonderfully gifted declarers. You don't want to miss the rest of the message this month because you will be blessed. Um, at this time, I can hear some background noise. If you would take the time just to double-check your phones to make sure that you are muted uh, for the continuity of the line, please and thank you. Uh, there are no announcements today. Uh, the order of the call, the declaration will be done by Dwayne and Sarah Elliott. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Deb. Then we will go right into closing comments posted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The de declaration will be done this morning by Dwayne and Sarah Elliott. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Sister Deb. Then we will go into closing arguments uh, hosted by the declarer. The scripture today is Isaiah 54 and 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out your curtains of your dwelling. Bear not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word as I now pass the call to the declarer. Thank you for allowing me to share this morning. Okay, I'm sorry. Can you make sure it says Deb or Dee Dee for prayer? Dee Dee. Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure it was me. And okay, thank you, sir. Sorry, guys. You're welcome. No worries. Uh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, just thank you, uh, Tracy, for that introduction. Uh, thank you for hosting us and uh, just welcoming us all in this morning. Uh, praise God. I want to thank everybody that's on the line and those that will be listening on recording later. Um, just glory be to God that we're together and we're going to receive together from our Heavenly Father. Um, as as usual, uh, Dion and Moni and everyone that's uh, in administration, uh, thank you for the opportunity um, and the willingness to allow us to come on here and represent and share and be a part of what God is doing. Um, we thank you for this platform to speak on and being amongst you in this community and this family. Uh, we are honestly, truly honored by it. Um, I just want to pray real quick. Daddy, I thank you for the blessing of this day. I thank you for the ability to rise up. I thank you for your breath in our lungs. And I simply ask help. Be present, Holy Spirit. Be powerful and help in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, it is early Saturday morning, 
And so we're going to do a little something. We're going to do audience participation and maybe help wake us all up. So honestly, if you are capable of doing this, join us. So everybody get up, stand up. I'll give you a second here. If you are able-bodied and able to do this, please go to your feet. And when doing so, now I don't, without knees bending or maybe just a little bit because I don't want anybody toppling over, but without cheating, I simply want you to only bend at the waist, not your knees, not like dragging your legs down so you can get closer to the ground and cheat. But you're just going to do straight stretch from your waist and just go down as far as you can. I don't want you to kill yourself right now, but I do want you to go as far as you can get that stretch. So go down. If it's six inches, great. If you are actually able to touch your knees or ankles, great. But where you start feeling that pull at your back, just stop right there for a second and hold. And hold it, hold it. Now go a little more. Just where you feel it, pull a little bit more and just stay there. Just stay right there. Do you feel the back behind your knees? Maybe a calf, maybe your thigh muscle. Now go just a little further and stay there. Think about how you feel right now and just stay right there. All right, thank you. You can go back and sit down now. And I simply want, as we speak, I want you to just remember that feeling, that stretch, okay? Now, and I want you to ask, I'm going to ask this question and I want you to think about it. So right now, for those that did participate or if you didn't, who made that decision? whether you obeyed the instruction or not. You see, some people would, would I mean, well, shoot, you're the one that told us to do it. But I didn't decide for you. I gave an instruction. I asked. You know, you can look at either way. Either I asked or I, or I, I gave the instruction or I might have, like, been bold enough to tell you what to do. But you made the decision whether to obey or not. And that is the exact same thing with our Heavenly Father. When he does put us through stretching, he does ask us to make an attempt to stretch, and he does in our life use circumstances to stretch us. But he also, when giving that command or asking, typically it's it's asking because he does ask for us to join in, you know, to to accept our call and to accept life with him, to move forward with him. But we do have that decision to obey or not. It does come down to your decision. Um, You know, whether or not how far you go in your life, how far you go in your calling, how far you go with the mission and, and the purpose and what he created for you, there will be stretching all throughout that. But he, but you still have to come and, and, and it's, it's offered. The command is there or the asking is there, and it's key that God asks you to stretch and be stretched because, well, to stretch when you ask you to, because then when you actively do that stretch, it's a stretch of faith. 
when when the times come and he asks you to do it, and he does take you to a point where he may not, um, he doesn't take you past what you can do, but he asks you to stretch as far as you can, to be stretched of what you can do, not what you're like to do and are comfortable with, but what you can. But he's not going to go to past where you can. He's not going to stretch you beyond what you can, but he knows better than you of what you can. See, because we we don't make up our stretching exercises. The trainer does. When, when you're doing going to the gym and, and what have you, um, and you're paying someone or you have someone there in the beginning of the gym, and they know better. They know the human body better than you. They know your anatomy. They know the muscle configurations. They know the, the way that the muscular system works, hopefully, if you go into a proper trainer way better than you do. So we don't, you're not going to come up. If you're a weightlifter and you're, you're training to slim down or you're training to build muscle or you're training for fitness or you're, you're training, say, for MMA or physical fighting or what have you, you're not going to give yourself a regimen of what stretches to do, what have you, for the exercise that's coming because you may overexert yourself or you may do the wrong one that doesn't prepare the proper muscle for the weight that you're about to take. If you were so busy stretching your legs for the most part because you just like doing that part, but today is back and shoulder day, you're in trouble. You're going to be sore, period, but you're going to be more sore because, you you know, if you only did a third of the time, maybe a quarter of the time on your upper body, but you stretched your legs for like over half of the time, there's no point. It ain't, it's not leg day. It's upper body. So the trainer steps up. So we want only to stretch where God directs us to stretch. As he comes up with where you need to go and how to be stretched, but we want to follow his leading of where we're going to go. You know, Daddy, when it's your time, when you direct, like, although I may not like it, and I'll tell you now, when when we, uh, we had time some years back, um, and we began our health journey, and my wife started it up for us to get us, you know, to start eating well and getting back. It was her drive really to be like, okay, we need this. She like felt she needs it, and like the family did. And then when we came in, I, I was the one that basically took over as far as the regimen, how we would do things, what have you. And my wife was not happy with me most of the time to be dead honest. And and the first couple of weeks whenever we go into like newly doing new exercises going in, there's there's some crying and there's some not so nice words. <laughs> <laughs> and the love of my precious, beautiful, adoring, submissive wife. Yeah, right, okay. It's not looking that way when she's sore and angry and she's like, You just had me do some stuff that I don't think my body was supposed to or I wasn't ready for, and I'm going to go through two weeks of this because you put me through that. Now, she she asked me, set up a regimen. We're doing a circuit. Set it up, baby, so when we come in, I can come in from work, or the family gets in and we do this and we go, and she knows the results that she's going for, and she knows that the body, you know, how it's going to, um, we're going to trim up or form or get stronger, what have you. She knows those benefits are coming blood sugars go down and all that stuff, endorphins kicking. She knows what's coming, but in the meantime, 
that sucker hurts, and I get blamed for it, which is okay. I'll take it. I got big shoulders, but guys got even bigger shoulders. He knows what we need to do and what we need to endure, and he knows what's about to happen. We're not always happy with him, but he's okay with that. I mean, honestly, he really is. He's not going to get his feelings hurt because ours are. He knows the plans he has for us. He knows what we require and what we need. And he'll take our whining and be okay with it and just move forward. Um, I want to go to, so on that, on the calling out or God offering or asking, moving forward, uh, Matthew 14, 22 and 23. Um, now, this is the part where Jesus, Jesus and Peter walk on water. And after... Um, so we'll read here, 22. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowds. So this is after um, feeding the 5,000. Everybody's there and everybody's wanting to hear from Jesus and everybody wants to see these miracles performed and whatnot. I mean, they saw one and then they're just wanting more. So he's like, okay, I'm going to take a time out. Uh, so he dismissed. He went up on a mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from the, the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. So they're they're going through sometimes they're going through um, getting beaten. It's it's time for weight training. And the the fourth watch, and in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Now, some waves are going, some fears coming in, and these are, you know, the disciples are going to go through much more later on. Through much more challenges come in, and they're going to succeed in some things and fail in some things. Even here, when Jesus called out, "Hey, Lord, if that," or Peter called out, "Lord, if that's you, I I believe it's you. I can see it. Maybe a little earlier than the others." If you tell me to come out there, I believe I can walk on this water with you because I see you do it. We've already been with each other for a while, and I sort of remember you saying what you can do, I can do. So if you tell me to come out there, I believe I trust it. But then there was that choice of, all right, come on. He gave that invitation. He gave that call, that commander asked, well, come here. And then Peter was able to. If Jesus had said, no, I don't think he really can do it, I'm not sure about that. And Peter just chose on his own. He probably would have sunk to the bottom already. But he heeded that and obeyed. He heard that calling. He heard that come and obeyed. And then he was able to. Now, he did get shook a little later because he took his eyes off of Jesus, and we know that, and he went in. So there there was some failure. There was some, um, when you do your stretch, you come out. So that was the stretch. Because it's, Getting uncomfortable. They were getting beaten around in that boat. He was. It was getting uncomfortable, and it's more uncomfortable to look like a fool when you just came up and got all 
you know, you were the one that said, hey, Jesus, I'll come. Just, just hold your hand. You know, just tell me to come and I'll come. So there is that got to be that nervousness of if I'm wrong, what's about to happen? But he obeyed. And there was favor that was granted. There was a miracle that happened. And then he let the circumstances around or the things around. Because the boat wasn't stopped getting beaten. The, the storm didn't stop already. Waves are going and it's getting kind of ooh, shaky. But there was a stretch and there was time to go out and then there was weightlifting that needed to happen or dealing with situations. But even... For Peter to call out, Lord, if that is you, I, I believe that was the Holy Spirit even speaking in the first place. Even to have that bit of faith was still, faith is a gift from God. So he he obeyed in even the midst of what's happening in the natural crazy junk is happening. It's a scary point right now. But he was led by the Holy Spirit, or he was led prompted, to be like, okay, I know Jesus I know Jesus and what he's about. I know deep down inside, even if I don't always live it out, I know what he's capable of. And I know if he tells me to do something, it's going to happen. Um, so Peter was, was stretched even there, a couple of points of being stretched to have a little more faith. Not that he, I mean, even in that, he, there was failure. He's still human. But it was a little more stretching for a little more challenge. And there will be more going down the line, but step by step. Jesus was okay with it. He's like, oh, you have little faith. But he didn't just kick, you know, Peter out and let him stay sinking. I'm going to get you out of the boat. And you're out, now you're out of the band. You're out of the group now because you, you failed. No. We did a little bit of stretching to work on some new on a little bit of challenge. We're going to do some more down the road. Now, and it's on and on. It's continuous. So what happens to a muscle when it is regularly and properly stretched on an ongoing basis? It becomes flexible. It becomes versatile, efficient, strong, and it continues to grow. Physically that happens, and spiritually that happens. You know, you... Just like this little take, there's there's things that happen in life. There's a little bit more faith that you get pulled out to. There's a little bit more that you trust Jesus with. You remember a, a few times more of some things he did in this, in a very similar situation two years ago, five years ago. Oh, I remember this scene. I'm feeling nervous about it still. I still have some, some butterflies in my stomach about this situation. I'm still quivering a little bit in my knees, but I remember what happened last. And this is just that situation again. And do I obey and move forward with it and get stretched a little more out of my comfortability? Do I allow people to maybe, do I, do I take an opportunity to stand for, for you and look, maybe risk looking like a fool, but I'm going to get stronger each time a little bit more. I might be more open to speak out when I'm in the middle of the crowd. I might be stretched enough to be okay with praying for someone for healing. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I might be able to speak and, and, and uh, give a testimony or witness to coworkers or friends or family. That family that really, like, 
We heard you talk one too many times about your Jesus. When we get together, please be quiet. Are you going to be able to stretch a little more? And just be like, but I love you and I love Jesus even more and I can't, I can't shut up. I got, I'm, I'm not going to be rude about it, but I'm going to have to let myself be uncomfortable and maybe even let you be uncomfortable. Now, the opposite, you know, if you're not getting the flexibility and being versatile and, you know, you could, your, your muscles could get weak. It could get brittle. They could be uh, get inflexible. You know, what, what happens to a muscle that is not regularly stretched? When you don't put this into proper practice and keep going, well, when that weakness and brittleness and inflexibility comes around, then you develop atrophy. Then your muscle atrophies, which means to shrink from disuse or lack of use. To shrink from lack of use. That faith muscle. Do, do we know some folks like that? That over some time, lack of stretching that muscle, lack of, of being stretched has caused that, that faith muscle to shrink? Can, can we be folks like that? Uh, some years back, actually not too far back, the second one happened. So both, both my Achilles tendons um, have ruptured. I got surgery on one and another one. Um, I let heal naturally with with actually some uh, miraculous works from G- from from Jesus. But um, within a seven year gap, so you know, 2018, what happened? So like seven years prior to that, 2011, um, I had a rupture. And what happened was that uh, I play ball. I used to play ball a lot growing up, um, or but in college, especially time into high school and college, and I mean enough to the point like basketball. My my wife, you know, dubs basketball my mistress, um, and so I did it much more hours upon hours, you know, come college time. But as getting older, um, growing up, having family, having responsibilities, having work, and having jobs that I wasn't as you know didn't get to be as physical with. Um, for, I mean, we did work with, at this point, uh, we were working with special needs. We were running a home, but I was doing a lot of driving. There was a young man who, he was calmer when we were driving. We were getting to know the area to when we had just moved to California. And so there was a lot of time sitting on my butt. And when it would come time to go play, what have you, I would do maybe some stretching, but I wasn't properly stretching. And here again, I wasn't properly giving enough time to it and doing it correctly. So the muscles were still kind of cold getting up, and there was one particular particular night I hadn't played in a long, long time. Um, my dentist actually invited me to the church that he goes to to play ball. Um, he was a believer, and they had, like, you know, church open gym at the church. But it's a Thursday night, and my wife, of course, is like, you crazy. Where are you going? It's the middle of the night. You're not as young as you used to be. You got work tomorrow. I'm like, I'll be all right. It's going to be good. She didn't want me to go, but I went. She's like, okay, you better not get hurt. And you can imagine what happened. Um, so I got hurt, <laughs> and I'm playing. Make go for a jump. There's a six foot four, six foot guy behind me, and I just feel a pow, and I drop. And it felt like a gunshot. And I just knew that I knew that this tall, 
dude just need me in the back of my calf and just and then I'm on the floor and how did y'all just leave me? And I look up and I'm I'm looking up to just say something and wait a minute, everybody's on the other side of the court. Or on the other court. Like they're gone. There's nobody near me. Like, wait a minute. And I feel numb. My leg just feels numb and I'm trying to walk and I'm, I'm gonna have to walk this off, but I feel like nothing. <laughs> it's unresponsive and almost like my ankle I was like, wait a minute, what happened? Like, I must have, he must have really did a number to me that I'm this numb. And I'm trying to walk, and a half hour goes by. What if I miss? I'm just, uh, and they're like, you coming back in? Because, of course, you know, you get her, somebody goes in place. But I'm like, uh, nah, you just stay. I think I'm done for the night. Like, this this numbness isn't going, going away. Long story short, by the time I get home, my wife, of course, is like, mm-hmm, why are you hobbling? all mad at me, but eventually she looks at the ankle and she, it looks kind of like mush and she's pointing, you know, she's pushing her, her finger on it and stuff and she's like, hon, this, no, no, I, something's missed, something's, this is not right, something's missing, something's not happening, she's like, I can't feel anything here except mush. Um, lo and behold, by the time we go and see a, a nurse practitioner and stuff, she's like, oh, you say you have some uh, Achilles issues, and she's like, they have no Achilles. So that's what it got popped. Seven years later, very similar situation, going out playing in the middle of the night, right outside our house. Pop. And this time when I heard the sound, when I felt it, heard the sound, I knew. Uh, lack of proper stretching. Lack of continuous work on the muscle. Stretching on the muscle to, to, to make it flexible enough, to make it strong enough to handle you know, juke moves and crossing over somebody and defending and moving side to side laterally. You play ball and if you want to go 100, and it's hard for me to ever go on a court and just half, half-hearted. But if you're not ready for that, if you're go- trying to go all in, but you haven't been practicing enough or kept yourself trained up enough to keep going hard every time, and you boldly think, I can take this. You know, if you haven't been in prayer regularly and connecting with the Lord, not that it's a religious thing, but to continue to get stronger, to be in the Word, or just be with the Lord, that, you know what, Lord, in this situation, I ask for you to be present and help me learn in this. Before I make this choice, before I move in this direction, do it with me. I'm going to practice to not do things on my own. I'm going to train myself up to only be about my father's business and go where my father says to go and connect and do the things that my father says to do with and not do my life on my own by my own terms. When the big situation happens, I'm prepared to go 100 and all in, knowing I've got confidence in my God that's at my back and confidence in myself to not do this by myself. Confidence that this will be a victory, and I'm not biting off more than I can chew. Um, but yeah, I blew it <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, those are times when I physically blew out muscles because I didn't keep prepared. Um, it's important to stay prepared. First Corinthians sixteen thirteen. For instance, going on that theme, give me a moment here. Mm-hmm. 
First Corinthians sixteen thirteen. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. When you've done everything else, stand. You know, the, 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 when you put the armor on, when you put the armor on and you've been in training, when you've done everything else, stand. When you're standing, when you're armored and you're standing like a sentry or a guard in the military, you know, when you've got your full armor on and you're waiting for the enemy or you're, you're defending a spot, you're still, while you're there, you're not just necessarily always stiff. You might still be practicing when you're on duty. You might be stretching your muscles of forth, so forth. He calls you to stand, but that's an active standing, so you're still keeping yourself in preparation if anything goes down. And it's saying, be watchful. Stand firm in faith. You're still working out. To stand firm in faith means you're still working it out, which means you're still doing the stretching, you're still doing the exercises, just in case anything happens. Act like men and be strong. Man up or woman up? You have something? Yeah. So I I love this conversation because we've been stretched mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of different capacities. Um, one of the things that I wanted to point out is the why. Why are we stretched? And you mentioned strength. And I also wanted to mention Isaiah and Isaiah 54, it says, enlarge the place of your tent and let the shelter, um, then shelter out the curtains of your lovelings. Do, do not spare, um, uh, oh, sorry, he's playing to something. <laughs> um, lengthen your cords and lengthen your, um, your stakes. And I was thinking about that. Why are we stretching out our tent? And the Lord just was saying to me, we're enlarging territory to make room for more, right? More territory. And then even the capacity for more. And he will stretch us so that we can have more of his knowledge, more of his wisdom, more of his understanding. Uh, to be entrusted with more, we have to be stretched. And I know you're kind of probably going to some stories um, from the word about that, so I won't get too deep into it. The other thing um, that I feel like he was saying is so you can have flexibility so that you can be, you can go where he tells you to go and you can and you can be inclined to do what he's asked you to do. And also in Isaiah 54, it says, For you shall expand to the right and the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. So that's a pretty big destiny call. That's, you know, the nations. I mean, that's a pretty big tent. <laughs> just saying. Um, but that means in order for it to have the capacity of, of, of our, our generational blessings, our generational legacy, our generational destiny, and we have to be willing to stretch it out. And it's actually 
not really a question. It's more of a command. Stretch out your tent, right? Because he sees what he wants to do, right? We can't always see. So it's like we're stretching out this tent, and it might be big and empty at first. We don't understand why it's so huge and there's nothing in it yet. And I just wanted to also, maybe I don't know if I should share a little bit later, but I had a, I guess I had a dream, a couple dreams, and in the dreams, the Lord, the first dream, He showed me a leather jacket, and then it was inside this box that said identity. And then the next day, He tells me footballs have leather leather covering. covering. And I think of leather, I think of animal sacrifice um, and whatnot. And when you put a leather, actually, isn't footballs made of, like, the original footballs of, like, pigskin or something? But anyways, animal hide, hide, and it's stretched over this football, right? And um, it's meant to be launched. A football is meant to be launched. And I was thinking about, I'm like, what are you saying, God? What are you saying? And then I came across um, this, just this little quote by Jennifer LeClaire, which is, she's one of my favorite prophetic voices. And she says, patience is more than endurance, because I know you were talking about stretching and, and the endurance that it takes. A saint's life is in the hands of God, like a bow and an arrow in the hands of an archer. God is aiming at something the saint cannot see. And he stretches and he strains. And every now and then the saint says, I can't stand anymore. And God does not heed. He goes on stretching till his purpose is in sight. Then he lets fly. Trust yourself in God's hands. Maintain your relationship with the Lord and by patience of faith. And I was just thinking about that football when, when that quote came up because well, one football is meant to be launched to another player. And so we're not like, this isn't a one-man show either. This is, it takes a lot of, um, I, I, I go back to a quote my, my uh, a gal that I supervise said to me today. She says, um, teamwork is dream work. And it takes a team, right? And sometimes that means a team being stretched to 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 make the dream work happen. Even though we can't see it, we have to be able to play nice with with each other. <laughs> so anyways, I, that's all I really wanted to say because I just felt like that. I was just seeing that football the whole time that you were talking and, and you know, you have to take your hands back and stretch it back and then and move it forward in order to launch it. That is that is a beautiful illustration. Um, that's a beautiful dream work <laughs> going on right there. Um, it fits beautifully, but that is that is exactly it. That's 100% agreement on that. Uh, when you brought up Isaiah 54, 1 through 6, um, well, let me go ahead with that. Uh, the whole thing, I, this is actually the prophet speaking to the nation of Israel. Um, 
And what the situation going on here, um, uh, so it reads, Sing, O barren one who did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not been in labor, for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children. Um, no, wrong one. Hold on a second. So, actually, we'll go back. So, in Isaiah 54, when he is actually telling them to stretch out, um, yeah, okay, no, I was right. Uh, then the children of her who married says, Lord, enlarge the place, uh, for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Okay, yeah, so we're on our track. Um so you're desolate, but even though you're desolate, you're going to be more than that one that is married. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitat, habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations and will, will people the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be ashamed. Be not confounded. For you will not be disgraced, for you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more, for your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer, the God of the whole earth he is called. For the Lord has called you like a wife, deserted and grieved in spirit, like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. The situation that's going on here, um, Isaiah is commanding Israel, barren Israel, to prepare for a day when her numbers of people will require a larger territory. This is a time when Israel was split up, beat up, and snatched up. So the two nations are, Judah and Israel, setting apart their, their wickedness and their own choices and their on allowing to, you know, false gods and what have you, messing up the kingdom, splitting up the kingdom. Other nations, the Lord's allowing to come in. Babylon come in, beat you up, pound you down, snatch you up, and take you into captivity. So we've got barren Israel that was a great, you know, was great. Now your numbers are depleted, and you're inbound in slavery, and it's just looking bleak. And in the midst of that, like going to a barren woman that is just like, I no longer can bear children. My children that I had, that I did have, have been taken away. I barely have anybody here. And and you're like, oh wait, no, you're about to have so many more. You you have to expand your home, your house where you're living because it's your tent. It's temporary. They're in captivity. They don't even have a house. They got tents. You know, so like you are on in the enemy's territory, in the enemy's land. You are in no position to be hopeful that better days are coming and you will have greater numbers than you had in the past that were taken away from you. This is not a sensible time to like, you might want to, you need to stretch it. You need to prepare for like quintuplets. <laughs> you're going to be, opti- you're going to be the optimum. You're about to have eight to 16 kids. Like, no, this is not sensible. But Isaiah is saying it is time. 
the Lord is going to come to you and light that woman, even though she's barren, the ones that have husbands and, um, you know, you've been thrown away and you're almost like basically a widow, your husband's off, left you or whatever, and you have no place to hope. It's like, don't even worry about the other ones that are saying stuff. Don't even, don't even, all that shame you've had of being judged, all that shame you've had of being judged because you made some poor decisions or it wasn't even your decisions, it was other people's stuff that came up against your life and just put you where you're at and you feel beat down and you feel discouraged and you feel let down and all alone. Your husband, the Lord is coming to not not just put you back where you were, but extend and enlarge your territory. Get ready. You're getting stretched, and it doesn't make sense. And in the natural light, there's no sense in stretching for this challenge. Hey, your trainer knows better than you. And even when it doesn't make absolutely any sense, and you are mad at him, and you are mad at the trainer because of the way in which the, the training has gone, because of the way in which the challenges have come and the new weights that came on, and that 250 pounds that he put on that bar that you weren't ready for, but he said, what do you think we've been, what do you think we've been training? What do you think we've been stretching for? No, but you put way more weight than I thought I was ready for. You brought challenges on me that came from left field I was not anticipating. You let so-and-so get sick. You let so-and-so die. You, my job, you allowed my job to, to just let me go. You allowed me to go for months hoping, praying that something better is coming. Like, yeah, but did I take care of you that whole time? And aren't you stronger now? And you did lift that 250. You might have only lifted it twice, maybe four times even. But I'm going to get you to the point where you're lifting it six and eight times before you get tired and before your muscles ache and you think that bar is going to crash on your chest. I know what I'm doing, says the Lord. I was just going to say that um, you're talking about weight, and uh, I don't think that we can handle the weight of his glory unless he's prepared us for it. And she says and just drops the mic. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> enough said. Okay. Um. Another part of stretching, so there is that preparation and they're challenging us for the things that come ahead. And then they're, they're stretching to see those miracles. And pretty much Exodus 7 through 14, just read them. Moses and Aaron, time after time and after time. In obedience, stretch out your arm so I can part the Red Sea, so I can bring plagues. Moses, stretch out your arm so that the, the the darkness comes over the land. Miracle after miracle, and which included those plagues, which honestly, I don't think Moses was too happy about. In the sense of, you got to remember, 40 years he lived in Egypt. He was among them. He, these were his people. He was in the, in the kingdom. You know, he, he was, in a sense, in the royal family, basically. And it took obedience for him to say, to, to follow the Lord and stretch out against what was family. 
understand, even though he spent, Moses spent 40 years in wilderness being stretched and prepared and being humbled and all that, and it's 40 years, like, to his memory, it's like, okay, I'm, may feel on the outside, you may think because you were removed from that situation that maybe I, I'm hard-hardened enough or I've let it go enough to like, okay, that, that part is gone. That's not me anymore. That's not my life, whatever. I've been in the wilderness and I, I've almost forgotten about what my life was before that because this is my new norm. This is my new normal. And then when you're ready, God's like, okay, now let's go back because there's work for you to do back there. Like, oh, excuse me? Say what now? I thought that was done. Like, no, I put you in the wilderness to prepare you because you've got to go back and get some other... You've got to go get them out. What I've freed you from or what we've been working on to get you into a new... I've humbled you down to all your... all the stuff that you puffed your head up about that you should have. It's not that I had you in the wrong place. It's that the things they, they walk in and the ancestral stuff that they have and all the jacked up mess they've allowed in that situation was messing with you. So I had to get you out of that to clean you up, to get you in the right spot. I used the wilderness to shed off their crap because my people that is in that land, I need you to pull them out because they're being contaminated by that crap. So those of us, and again, it's different callings. There's this time, so my wife has asked, like, why are, you know, why are some people, it seems like, they get to live more comfortably or they're doing okay? It doesn't seem like the challenges are happening. We should be able to get it all. I think the Lord still can bless and shine in all the, in it, but there are those specially called that, like, you're doing some more stretching before you can get back to or get to promised land. Like, there is your wilderness time, and everybody's is different, and there's different heights and depths to it. But there are certain people, if you've got to do more, if you have more weight to carry, if you're more of a war horse or a workhorse, you un- <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately have more training to do and you don't get to frolic as much as everybody else. That seems like they're chill and they're happy and why can't we, you know, my wife, why can't we have that? Well, we might have a bigger home that we just, it's not time to get to a little more comfortable because honestly, if you if you talk to fighters, those who properly train, those who are athletes, what have you, they have to be in a constant state of soreness, <laughs> pretty much, to stay to the level that they have to perform. If you are a war, war horse, workhorse, forerunner for the Lord, called out in an office, you are going to be more uncomfortable than the typical saint who did not necessarily say fully yes to the full calling on their life. And this is for somebody. This is for us, actually, too. If you are called, we're all called out, pick up your cross and follow me, but we don't all follow it to the full or the same extent. So somebody who might look a little more comfortable and you might be tempted to be a little more jealous of them and why can't I have both? You can't have both all the time at the same time. If you need to go through your wills and stretching time, and he needs to train you up because you have more weight to pull than they do because you said yes where they didn't say yes, stop being jealous of what they got. Because if you actually are successful, if you actually pass those tests and the challenges and you actually get the victory with them, your blessing is bigger. You're not doing it for that fact. 
You're not doing it to get to those things. You're doing it because you're like, Lord, I just love you. I just wanted to say yes because I can't function if I'm not doing my purpose. Like, you called me out for it. And for some of us, you're just, you're, you, you're more afraid. We're more afraid to be uncomfortable in the sense of not doing our purpose than to sit back and, I mean, the, the stretching, the bumps and bruising and whatever, you'll forget about that in time when you get the victory. When you lift up a trophy, when an, an athlete lifts up a trophy, all that training or whatever was worth it. When you have that baby and they've broken through and they've stretched you out, ladies, and they've come in, you forget when you see that face crying and yuckied up and everything, but you see that beautiful new life, it was worth it and you almost, almost forget what it took to get to that that, that precious soul. Um, so in all of that, Moses had to then stretch out, be pulled back and stretch against, be stretched in ways to bring um, miracles that he wasn't necessarily all with, but understood, God, I've answered your call, and wherever you take me, I'm going to follow. Moses was a big stretcher, big stretcher. And he's also the one that when Israel was battling to get to promise and battle against um, enemies and they were losing, Moses had to keep his arms up. Stretch your arms so that the people will find victory. You are a prophet over them. You are overseeing my peoples. They need to see you stand firm with me. And in your, God was like, God could have just been like, boom, I'm going to make them super soldiers and they're just going to go kick butt, no problem. But no, Moses, I put you as their leader. And you actively partnering with me and you stretching out your hand, just like God will stretch his hand against the enemies. He's like, you're going to show them. You're going to stretch your hand out. And as you do that, there's victory. And when you got tired and weak, because we're human, and we're going to slide down a little bit, Israel was getting beat up. Put arms back up, Israel's kicking butt. It had to get to the point he couldn't, like Sarah said, this is not a one-man show. As much as he was initially doing it, then people had to hold up his arms. Then he's got backup. Then he's got the spotters. Because he was running out of strength, out of energy. He was getting stretched to his limit. But he, but when he had his partners with him, when he had those partnering with him, agreeing with him, when he had the other saints helping to lift his hands up, there was more strength found. Two can do greater, right? One will, one will um, cast away a thousand, and two will, t- you know, send ten thousand to flight. We do more collectively, but we have to stretch out as well. Um, there was stretching for healing in the Bible. Examples of stretching for healing. Oh, and Sarah's got something else. I was just going to say that pretty much every verse that I had read about stretching was a command. It was an action, a faith action, actually. You know, what you're about to read, you're going to hear that command from from Jesus to stretch out your hand. It wasn't a question. It was like, it was an instruction. Amen and amen. Mark 3, 5. So this is speaking on, 
the man with the withered hand. And um, Jesus entered the synagogue, and there was a man with a withered hand there. And, of course, Jesus is being watched. Anytime he went to the synagogue, he's around, you know, Pharisees and what have you. And it's a Sabbath, of course. And isn't it interesting? So every time Jesus went into the place of worship, those enemies were watching. Okay, what are you going to do here? Are are you going to go do the good (laughs) that God told you to come in the first place? But they still, even though they're supposed to be teachers of the law, they're looking, oh, is he going to heal? Is he going to go be Jesus today when he comes into this place of worship and do the Father's business and, and not follow our rules that we set forth? You can't be doing, you know, it's a Sabbath, so our rules are supposed to overshadow the goodness of God. That's a whole other sermon, but I'm just putting that in there. Um, but basically, they're looking to set him up, to keep an eye on him, because they know Jesus' nature. They know what he's about to do. And so chapter uh, verse 5, Mark 3, 5, it says, And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, you know, I know exactly where you're at. And, and Mark is the one that actually puts this in out of the, um, you know, this is found in more than just the one gospel. But I, I wanted to read Mark because it showed Jesus was brought to anger, grieved by the, their hardness of heart. He knows us. He's a better trainer. But he knows these these are ones that are constantly failing. These ones are constantly not passing the test because their hearts are just way too hard and they've their faith has been atrophying and they're just not where they're supposed to be on the outside they're the ones in charge they're the ones making the laws they're the ones people are looking at that oh not, they must be so close to god no their faith muscle is shriveled worse than the physical look of the man with the withered hand but he said um as agreed, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the uh, Herodians, uh, Herodians against him, how to destroy him. They, were, they spiritually were in such a worse state than that man that physically had a shriveled hand. His faith, because his faith muscle was strengthened, a lot to do with over the years of the ridicule and everything he suffered in the midst of that hand. You have to understand, is that why does it take, a lot of times we ask, why did it take so long for God to do this healing? I mean, we, we're a microwave society. We want this done in two weeks. We want at least two months. This man went who knows how long with that hand, but his faith was built stronger and stronger to the point when Jesus finally healed it. And it was shown his you know, the Pharisees, those that were in control, their spiritual muscles were way worse off than his physical. And out of obedience, he was healed. I was just thinking about Moses. I'm kind of going back to Moses and him putting both of his arms up. And, and then also this command of stretch out your hand. And, and I was feeling like the Lord say, we often, one of the reasons why I feel like hand is the one that is associated with stretching is because we often like to take things into our own hands and surrender. Stretching requires surrender. So whenever, so whenever you get caught like by the police, they're going to say, put your hands in the air so I can see them. Right. 
it's just kind of the same thing um, is understanding when, when Moses did that, put his hands up, it was an act of surrender that I can't do this only by the hand. It was almost like a, a uh, it was almost like he was showing everyone that he is surrendering to the, to the, to the Lord. And as long as we're in that state of surrender, then he can move on, on our behalf. As long as we hand our hand over for his, then he can move because we can't, we can't demand anything. <laughs> we can't make anything happen. We have to be in that physical, even spiritual uh, position of throwing our hands up and surrender. It's the first thing we do in worship, right? Because we're, we're surrendering. We're, um, we're giving uh, um, him the sacrifice of praise, right, so that he can move. We, we know that he, the presence of God can't come into a place or move unless we give him the permission, right, to do that. To do that. So it's, he's saying, you know, just surrender and let me move on your behalf. Even if it's uncomfortable, I'm going to take you through it. <laughs> amen and amen. And speaking on that's perfect entry into uh, John 21, 18. So this is the point where Jesus and Peter are having a conversation. And, of course, this is, you know, Jesus, Peter, do you love me? So this is after you've messed up and you denied me three times. I'm going to ask you three times, do you love me? Feed my sheep, take care of them, and so forth. But in verse 18, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. I don't know if you quite get that, but he's telling Peter, you used to do what you wanted to do and so forth, but there's going to be a time. You're, you're going to have to reach out your hand and be pulled to a place you don't want to go. You're going to stretch out your arms and get taken to where you don't want to go to glorify me, to glorify my Father as I'm about to. Go ahead and follow me. In fact, I'm telling you, that, that, well, actually at this point, he had already done it. So as Jesus had stretched out his hand, because we're not the only ones, and I'll get that too, we're not the only ones stretching in here. But Peter you know, Jesus is like, you're going to do that that I did. Go ahead and follow me, because literally, you're going to follow me. You're going to go through what I went through. Um, this is a stretching Peter did not want to do, <laughs> but was called to to glorify the Father. So this this is what you were asking for, Peter, all the time. Of following God. Now, now we're, we're together, we're going to live that out. Be careful what you ask for, but in the long run, this is a good thing, but it brings glory to God. So there are comfort zones we have spiritually, and a lot of our stretching like this, we're going to get stretched out of those comfort zones. We get stuck a lot of times in spiritual comfort zones where we're not ready, you know, maybe not ready to pray out in tongues as much or pray over people or witness to people or stand firm and be about our Father's business and represent our Lord. We get comfortable to where it's going to be harder to step out on faith and be Christian <laughs> or step out in faith and be obedient or step out in faith and say yes to the calling, 
step out in faith and take up that office and walk it out. It's going to shatter comfort zones. Are you willing to get stretched to shatter comfort zones? Uh, I was thinking, I think God sometimes is good enough to give us Charlie horses. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really not fun. You know, what, what happens when you get a Charlie horse, when you go up and, you know, say you're going for a hike and all of a sudden your muscles are spazzing, it's probably because we didn't stretch. It hurts. It hurts that we didn't stretch enough and, or allow the stretching to happen. You know, we want to do a real quick, you know, fix or, or we're taking on a bigger, you know, a bigger journey than we expected. But the other thing is that, we often get Charlene horses because we haven't gotten enough hydration. And uh, and I was <laughs> just talking to a friend last night how I feel like I'm at there's I'm in a season of kind of being at the end of the well. Um, I'm just pulled and pulled and stretched in many different directions. And um, she's just like, you just need to spend some time with Jesus. You just need to get filled up. You just need Holy Spirit. You need to rest, and she's absolutely right. We have to take time to hydrate. (laughs) Yeah, we need to take time to hydrate. I just wanted to say that he allows the Charlie horses, and man, those suckers hurt. But then it's like a reminder, oh, spend some time with me, sister, because I'm ready to stretch you some more. (laughs) Take time to hydrate and stretch out. Amen. Amen and amen. And the final thing is just know that we're not the only ones stretching. God's stretching, too. Jesus, Holy Spirit, they're stretching, too. Um, If you read in uh, Psalms 136, 10 to 12, and and then there's also Exodus 3.20, and I'll do the Exodus 3.20. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles, which I shall do in the midst of it. And after that, they will let you go. Um, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave. When you give, you're, you're, you're stretching your hand out to give. Jesus stretched two hands out, was nailed to the cross to give. You know, when you're in a wrestling match, you have tag team, and you're doing a tag team match, you have a tag team partner. And you're not fighting against, this is not wrestling God. (laughs) You and God are on a team and you're wrestling the enemy. But only one person is allowed in that ring at a time to face the enemy. So you can start it out, and we usually go this route. We start out fighting against the enemy. And we might be able to do some blows. We might be able to dodge him for a while. And we might be able to get a a couple of hits in and do pretty good or whatever. But at some point, he's probably going to get you in a headlock. He's probably going to have your leg, and he's probably twisting it. At some point, you're going to get in trouble doing it all by yourself. Or just life happens. And like Sarah said, you might you might catch a trolley horse. Your muscles are going to just slow down. Like You're going to wear out, especially if he's tagged someone in because the enemy's not kind. He's going to bring in his partners to go in and, and, do, and like he'll tag out and whatever when you're still thinking, well, I did pretty good. I'm just going to keep going. I beat these first couple ones or I'm doing good on this, whatever, and I think I keep going. And then at some point you get caught up and like, oh, I was running out of steam a little bit. 
and now you're caught in the middle of the mat, and he's got you pinned. You know, he's going to get you pinned down, and now you need help. But Jesus, you know, he's outside that that um, rope, but he's not just like he's not on the floor or on the ground. He's not walking away. He's not, you know, signing autographs. He's stretching out further than you can even. He just needs you to get to him a little bit. If you need a crawl, if you got that thing on your back and you're just scooting by your butt cheeks to get over to the end, Jesus is probably at least waist connected to the rope, hanging over, got to the end of his fingertips, tendon strained, just, just hit my hand. He's stretching to you. He's stretching more to you than we are to him. He is stretching more to us than we are to him. He literally was stretched out both hands to the point of almost breaking a bone. He didn't break any bones, but tendons were snapping. He was already whipped to beyond recognition and then hammering down nine-inch nails into him. He stretched out way further than you have to. So that all you have to do is reach out so he can help you. A friend of mine said a great word for Sarah and I. There's times when and the Lord was saying to him and he shared it with us. God's like, activate me in your situation. I'm stretching my hand out. Reach out and activate me. God's like, let me in. I'll take this for you. I'll take the fight for you. I'll finish this out. I'll carry us. We often start the battle on our own. And honestly, we could have just chilled on the ropes and watched Jesus go to work from the beginning. He would just tag us. Literally, if we would let him start the fight, he would tag us just to get the glory, come in and pin, and pin the enemy down and get the victory. He's that, kind, he's that good a guy. He'll do the heavy lifting. He'll do the work. And then let us get the victory through him because he's he's, we're still on the team, so it's still his victory anyway, so he's okay with that. He'll let us be the ones that get our hands pulled up because it's still him in essence. Um, that's pretty much what I have to say. You got anything else? Nope, that's it. Good job. <laughs> We can go ahead and um, we're going to go ahead and pass the call to is it? Uh, Dee Dee. Oh, Father God, oh, activate me, Lord. What an amazing, amazing word. Oh, God, thank you for stretching us for the stretch of faith. And, God, you know exactly where we all need to stretch in order just to grow. I thank you for that word. I thank you that we don't want our faith muscles to get weakened. We must stretch, especially when our faith is under attack. God, you are amazing with just your timing. So I bless the Lord for Brother Dwayne and for Sister Sarah. God, I thank you. Your mercy towards us. Thank you, God, for your grace. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, it's your name that is worthy to be praised. So I praise your name this morning. Let everything that hath breath just praise the Lord this morning. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise this morning because you've allowed us to come together one more time on this line. I thank you for each and every victor that just showed up and we woke up this morning. That's a praise all by yourself. I thank you. Lord, I love you because you kept us safe last night. You did not let the death angel come nigh. So I thank you. Your word says that when we lay down, you will we will not be afraid when you lay down 
our sleep will be sweet. So thank you for sweet sleep last night, Father God. I know I needed it. Brother Dwayne made me laugh talking about that stretching and that workout and that trainer. God, all of it from those muscle spasms to everything in those areas that we need to stretch. God, I thank you just for a brand new day. Thank you for loving us, and it's your breath in our lungs. You poured it in our lungs this morning. We got another chance at this thing called life. You gave us a clean sheet to do better today than we did on yesterday, because I know I blew it yesterday. Lord, just forgive me for anything that I said or thought or done. If I got caught up in my feelings, and I know I did, I'm sure some of us on the line did too. If I said anything negative about anyone or judged anyone, Lord, if my facial expression didn't match yours, for being irritated or impatient, Lord, forgive us for letting that defeated devil's darts get close to my thoughts, for almost aborting relationships that you said was a part of my plan. Lord, forgive us all on this line. I come boldly to the throne this morning just asking you for forgiveness, God. I thank you for, again, another chance. We love you so much, even in those areas that we've messed up. Father, all I can say is thank you for looking beyond our faults and seeing our needs and just for loving us unconditionally. When we are a mess, you love us. God, I thank you again for this man and woman of God that come together, such an awesome couple. I thank you for their life, God. I bless their children. I bless Dwayne's mother, just the whole Arizona family. Thank you for connecting us, God. I thank you for this day. It's none like it. God, your love is extravagant. You are a good, good father, and that's who you are to us. You are a magnificent God, and we worship you on this morning because it's your mercy and your grace, God, and that's why we're here. Lord, thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against us in judgment shall be condemned. God, I thank you for having Jesus always interceding for us. And because of it, anytime we approach you, God, we are able to find grace and mercy since Jesus has already intervened on our behalf. That's what your word says. So I thank you. And as we intercede for others, we receive his heart for them, those that are lost. We are lost sometimes, God, but it's because you gave your only begotten son for us, God. And now while we cannot force people to move towards you, when they do finally seek you, God, let us be the light that draws them into you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I just thank you for this day. Bless Sister Tracy for her hosting and greeting on this morning. And God, you know exactly what she's in need of. So bless her from her head to her toes, Father God. You are good. Thank you for Sister Dion for just being who she is, for her obedience, God. Thank you, and that you continue to just touch your brother, Marcus. He's been on my mind. Touch him and touch her mom, touch her sister. Bless Deontay, Demaria, Josiah, and then for my sister Tanya and her kids. You know exactly what they're in need of, but continue to bless Tanya's heart and her healing. Thank you for letting her be that faith that we can see walking out loud, walking in, in life color. Thank you for that, God. I thank you this morning. I'm just grateful to have another day to spend with you, God. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly that you woke us up. Even some of us may have woken up like they said on the wrong side of the bed, but I bet you we better be grateful that we woke up at, at all because somebody, somebody's entire life changed in a twinkling of an eye. Somebody went to bed last night, but they didn't see this day. So for that, God, I thank you.
God, I'm lifting up those that are lost and homeless, depressed, oppressed, that are out of their minds, God. Those that are fighting demons that they don't even know they have. God, I'm grateful. I call out Eli's name to you. You know all about him. The little five-year-old. Touch him, God. Touch his mom. You know what he's in need of. You know what she's in need of, God. I thank you this morning that you are good and you are just worthy to be praised. I'm I'm calling out just a few names that's on my heart, Miss D and Ravonda, Diane's son, Eric, as his father-in-law died in his arms the other day. Bless him and his wife, Amber, and give them peace. Continue to lift Beverly up as she laid her only daughter to rest, God. Bless her son, Mason. Touch his heart, God. Grief is everywhere. Lord, we call on Jehovah Shalom just to be our peace today with so much going on. And, of course, we cannot forget to lift up the family of our brother, Cornell, from San Francisco. Bless his family. Bless his daughter, those that loved him and just knew him. I'm grateful for the opportunity to get to know my brother, Cornell, from San Francisco, would say, pray my strength. Oh, God, bless that man. I know you know, God. We don't. Unforeseen things we don't get, but you know. So I lift up every victor on the line this morning because you know all about us. Every marriage that may be on life support, give it life. Those that may be seeking marriage and getting impatient, just let them know that in the waiting, you are still God and you are good all by yourself. Maybe our children may seem have to be have lost their entire minds. Bless them. Somebody got a bad report from a doctor, a diagnosis that has fear attached to it. We call you healer. Thank you, Jehovah Rapha. Thank you, because I know what it's like to get that phone call, and they need you to come back in for more tests. God. You know, you said to just trust you for everything. So we give it to you. Somebody right now on this call is filled with anxiety, but your word says be anxious for nothing. We are to be thankful and not anxious. Do not be anxious about anything, anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Just present your request to God. That's what the word says, but you got to believe that you receive when you pray. So, Lord, we just cast every care on you, no matter what it looks like, no matter what we're going through. We keep our eyes on you. We keep our eyes on you. Speak to our hearts this morning, Holy Spirit. Let us know that it's you that's speaking a word to us. Let us feel your love when we are uncertain. God, this world is hard, but with you, we can get through it. We are all in a healing process, but thank you for your love, God. You are gracious. Thank you that you offered us forgiveness and a gift of a new life in you when we trust in you for that obedience, that stretching. What a word. What a word. I talked about faith under attack last night, and they tagged on in this morning. God, you are amazing. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Let us not lean on our own understanding, but in everything acknowledge you so that you direct our words. You direct our thoughts and our actions. God, you said in your word, again, I tell you that if two on on earth agree about anything you ask for it will be done for you by my father in heaven so when two or three come together in god's name there he is with us y'all so i'm grateful for this opportunity to come together on this saturday morning with my brothers and sisters thank you lord for hearing each one of us even what we haven't said even those that may have a prayer request but they're too ashamed to open up their mouth and just say jesus jesus we know you are present with us when we are when we come together to pray 
God, I thank you. You are even there when we pray and cry out on our own. We just say, Jesus, this name above all names. So I thank you, Father, that, that you already know what we need before we ask God. Glory to God. Thank you for allowing us to just humble ourselves so that you will lift us up. Lord, when we call on you, when we call on you, you answer. You are near to all who call on you. So I thank you for that. We call on you in truth, Lord. I thank you. And I, I just want to give you praise on this morning, God. I thank you. So as we just take our phones off mute and offer up a sacrifice of praise this morning, Lord, we want to just give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to just come this morning. God, we give you praise. In the middle of everything, we praise your name, Jesus. Father God, I thank you. We pray for those who have lost loved ones this week. Open up your mouths and give God praise is what you do. Thank you, Jesus. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. So, Father, I thank you.
Thank you, Sister Didi, and thank you all for being on. Uh, I love just the opportunity to be able to just welcome in the the Holy Spirit even more and just going in on prayer together. Thank you for all the victors that lifted their voice up to praise our Father and, and spoke out, Lord Jesus, in intercession for others, for nations, for worlds. Um, if there is anyone that didn't get to say good morning, we're on again saying good morning. And if you wanted to greet, uh, go right, there, right ahead and uh, let us know you're there and say hello. Yo, 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 what's up? What up, bro? Good morning, it's Andrew. Yeah, good morning, Brother Andrew. Brother E, Brother Andrew, great to hear you guys. Good morning, good morning family. family. It's Sister Veronica. Uh, good morning. It's Sister Karen. Hello, hello. Yeah, Good morning, it's Kiana from Fresno. Good morning. Good morning, family, it's Nikisha. Good morning, Nikisha. Please, sir. So... <laughs> Good morning, Cassandra. It's Karen from Elk Grove. Good morning, Karen. Thank you. So, a recap. Unless there's anybody else saying hello. Um, so recap, this was on stretching. And uh, basically breaking down that the Lord can ask or command. Uh, he, he will ask or command uh, for stretching to happen in our lives. But um, there, we do also have to... Um, agree with and come into and give our we we can choose to obey or disobey in the midst of it especially when it's the training time life is going to come but you have to understand life happens anyway but the actual stretching because he's preparing us for the bigger things in life that does take an active stretch or faith on our part and it's our choice to obey or disobey um that's part of it so we don't come up with these stretching exercises we don't come up with the formula of what we're going to do God's our trainer. And so he sets up what level of stretches have to do because if we were to do it in ourselves, we're going to overdo it, overextend, or not properly prepare ourselves in our stretching um, for what is about to happen. We'll do maybe the wrong uh, body part or the wrong section of our life, or we're so focused on what we think is really important that by the time life happens and a bigger weight comes in, we didn't prepare for, we're crushed. So we have to go by his guidance on that. Um, just like muscles have to be strengthened, regularly prepared and strengthened to create flexibility, versatility, to make us more those muscles more efficient, strong, and growing, we have to spiritually be doing the same thing. Our lives have to be, our character has to be stretched. 
our faith has to be stretched. Um, if not, we're going to get the opposite. We're going to have weak muscles and faith, brittle faith, inflexible. And then if you don't regularly stretch, um, typically you're going to develop atrophy. And atrophy is where uh, it means the shrinking of muscle because of lack of use. Um, and I, I spoke on both both my Achilles, you know, in the seven, between a seven-year span, both had ruptured because I wasn't stretching enough and then just like, oh, I'm just going to go play ball. Um, love ball, what have you, but if you're not pro- – and then, you know, doing it in my 30s um, after years and years, you know, you know, doing my 30s and not being properly prepared, going in cold, snap, there goes your muscle. Um, so it's important to be prepared. So stretching is for uh, getting us prepared, being ready, uh, bringing forth miracles as Moses and Aaron did to stretch out their hands and, and be part in partnership um, for stretching out in obedience for healing. And then being stretched out in places we don't want to go. Like Peter was stretched out when Jesus came to speak to him one more time after his three denials and basically getting a heart check and saying, Peter, you love me? Yes, three times. Then go feed my sheep. But you're going to be stretched and pulled somewhere you don't want to go. And basically it was to, for, to be pulled. For my glory, you're going to be sacrificed much like I was. So you're going to be stretched and taken where you don't want to go. So are, we're going to be stretched out of our comfort zones. We're going to be stretched out of what we think we can do. But Jesus, God does not stretch us beyond what we can do. He stretches us as far as we can which means it's going to go to an extent that we think we're about to hyperextend and snap something and can't go that far, I'm going to die. But it's just further than we were allowing ourselves to go and further than we were comfortable with, but not past what our abilities are. The fact is he's the best trainer, and he just knows your limit greater than you do. But in the same hand, you're not, we're not the only one stretching. He's stretching out to us. Jesus, um, you know, John 3.16. Or three one three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave. That's the act of stretching. He's stretching out to give, to give faith, to give strength, to stretch out on the cross, be nailed down, and stretch those arms as far as the east is from the west. You know, to for the cliche. He is stretching, and when we're in a fight and we're tag teaming against the enemy, He's stretching out further to be tagged in than we are stretching to Him. But he's all about coming in there and fighting the fight for us. If we will stop trying to handle the enemy all by ourselves and just reach out because he wants to be activated in your situation. He wants to be activated in your dilemma, in your situation, in your life. And it doesn't even have to be the bad stuff. Remember when you prayed to me before you made decisions. Remember when you asked me, is this something we're doing together as a partnership? It's in, it's in everything. Are you activating me in your life? And with that, if anybody has anything to say, if my wife has anything to add on to it, or people want to reflect on what was shared today. Brother Dwayne, this is Andrew. Uh, thank you so much for your lesson this morning. Uh, when you... We're, we're 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 speaking in the recap. The thing that hit me was that, that the Holy Spirit is a lot like Q in the James Bond series. That right before <laughs> Bond, 
right before Bond goes on a mission, Q walks him through the things that he's prepared for him, right? Mm. And yeah. each and every one of those things gets used in the next mission. And that's what, what, you know, when you're talking about the stretching, he's preparing it because he orders all our steps. Wow. He's preparing yeah. us for what is right around the corner. But uh, when we get into stupid mode, sometimes we <laughs> think that's an attack from the enemy. That somehow right. we're being, you know, we're, we're being, you know, beset and, and harassed by, you know, Satan himself or, or some other, you know, nefarious force. But it's mm. just him getting us ready for whatever, whether it's to be seen by others that, you know, whatever we're facing or struggling with against, uh, you know, can still be fought while we're still giving him glory, while we're mm. still serving in our capacity, and that'll give them strength to endure. Or it's just that you're teaching somebody else to war just like you or just mm. to occupy till he comes. And a lot of times we don't discern, you know, what's going on. But even if we don't know, the verse that says all things are worked for, together for good to them that love the Lord and who are the called according to me. You know, we're, we're covered no matter what. So it's always good no matter how bad it looks. And so something, you know, I have to remind myself of this constantly. I have to quiet myself and trust him instead of always having my analytical side working overtime, trying to figure mm. out what it is, where am I, and how long is this going to take before, you know, I get my commencement. You know, I should just be quiet and wait until he tells me, take my next next step and just be comfortable in that and, and thankful in that instead of fretting because, you know, it's not over yet. So thank you, brother, going back on mute. I so like that. I actually, I love that. The, the whole James Bond reference and everything you just said is on point. It is so true. We want to whine and complain, but it was a, it was simply preparation, and it's those new tools, those weapons, those devices, it's like you've got to get trained up to use this because in your next battle, in your next season, this is what you're going to need. That was, that was wonderful, Andrew. Hey, Brother Dwayne. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sitting here laughing because when you start talking about that stretching us and then you have to use that analogy uh, of a trainer. I'm like, you know, most of y'all that know. No, I, call, I call my trainer Lucifer, and I know that's not of God. My mother gets mad at me, <laughs> but I guarantee you that he acts like that. But the stretching part, because when I don't stretch properly, um, and then Sarah brought it up, those Charlie horses in the middle of the night. Oh my God, Becky, mm-hmm. I got one this morning. <laughs> and I was like, I got to get up and pray. So I thought, and, and it's ironic that I, I'm normally at boot camp on Saturday mornings and I'm not in the line, haven't been in the lineup, but it just so happened that they're doing a hike that I'm not going to participate in. But that stretching is is very important. Um, the weight of the glory, though, sis, when you said that, I just, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I thank God when he stretches us to continue to stretch us so that our faith muscles don't get weakened. Again, it's so funny. Last night we were talking about um, when your faith is under attack, and then you tied it up with this. It, it's just God is amazing. He really is because um, mm-hmm. there's so much going on but that stretch. 
when I'm worked, uh, working out sometimes and, and I like the five-pound weights because that's 10 pounds when you, eat, you know, when you add them up and I'm doing mm. my, my, my work and then coach will come over and take my five-pound weights and a brother mm. will give me 10. That's 20 pounds. What are you doing? But he's stretching me because he sees something in me. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing with God. You know, it's like, come on, you, you, you are here for a purpose. So I really appreciate um how you two um, just come together, and then that activate part. It's so much. I got I got so many notes um, from this morning, so many scriptures um, from Matthew 14 and then Mark 3 and 5. Just It's just a blessing, that proper stretching, and it stretches out until God knows exactly where we need to stretch in order to grow in this faith walk because it's, it's real. So I appreciate you two, and I'm grateful that I was in the lineup this morning, mm-hmm. not taking that hike because mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it, but I'm getting trouble. So y'all pray for me because uh, <laughs> Coach Lucifer will be texting me, I'm sure. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. Love you. We'll keep you up in there. No, that, um, and that was excellent. The, uh, you know, Jesus coming around and it's like, why why are you still on five pounds? Like, why why are you just trying to do what you, – you already mastered that. You already passed that. Here's some more weight. Like, no, but, no. I can't, you can't go where I'm taking you if you're still on, on last month's schedule. If you're still doing last month's, um, regi- you know, regimen, come on now. And it's like we say, show me your glory. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, here's another 10 pounds of that because I can't show you my glory unless you can handle it. That's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. This is Krishanda. Go ahead. Go ahead, Krishanda. Um, I enjoyed your share um, um, this morning. Um, uh, Brother Andrew and Dee Dee, um, your comments were right on point um, and, and just um, even more encouraging. I've certainly been stretched beyond measure this year, and sometimes you just want to tap out. And I'm listening to you guys, and I'm thinking, I can't tap out. I can't tap out. I can't tap out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so thank you, and God bless you guys. Yeah. Stay in it. It's going to be worth it. Um, my boss this past week came into my office, and she's just like, this has been hell week. And I looked at her, and I said, no, you're not going to run. And she looked at me like, oh, my gosh, how did you read my mind? (laughs) And I'm like, you're not running because this is going to be worth it. You know, this is the testing part. And um, and so, you know, he he sees how size is there. You just like, you know, Mr. Lucifer trainer is like, you know, let's just see how much how much weight you can handle. And then we'll work from there. Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Lord, have mercy. Uh, good morning, family. This is Pam. I was just wanting to, um, oh, this is such a good uh, topic as well. Um, you know, I've spent my spare time in the gym as well, some of you guys know, and just working out. And, um, but um, just in terms of the space and the space walking, um, you know, you know, I've been through my fair share like all of us. Um, and... Uh, you know, just lately, you know, I've been under what I feel like it's like a serious attack. And me, I always, um, like you were saying, Brother um, Andrew, you were saying, I I ended up, I found myself in stupid mode too. I naturally do that. I naturally do the get up and run around and 
see what I need to get handled. Like I do it and not even realize I'm okay, Pam, sit down. And so I'm running around and I'm doing things. I'm thinking I'm doing things that I haven't done in the past. I'm growing in Christ, right? So you know, I used to do things on my own. So now I'm like picking up the phone and <laughs> calling a sister, mm-hmm. thinking I'm doing something, right? And um, then then after a while, then I'm, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm violating boundaries. Long story short is. God is so amazing, though, because you do these things, and he just knows my heart, I believe, because um, a still small voice, and and he did use um, what he's been uh, ministering to me on this call. I I got it from being on the Declare Victory call um, three years ago because I used to be very private, and now you guys can tell I'm very much more comfortable speaking, but before I could barely even, like, get out a couple words, I'd be stuttering. Um. But it, um, I just got this song. Um, I have to say, thank you, Sister Juliet. It just, it, it just, the peace came over me. It was, um, wait on the Lord. Be still and wait on the Lord. And it just, the peace came over me like it was just the spirit. Because the whole, I like so many, like so long, I was just running around doing this, you know, thinking, and I just, I know it was the Holy Spirit, like. And so I just wanted to say that because, you know, um, God's thoughts are not like our thoughts. The more I walk with him, he's so amazing. Even the stretching, when you were talking about stretching, I'm thinking initially about, okay, stretching meaning doing some active movement. And, well, you know, stretching too, for me, what that was is something I don't typically do. Like at the gym, if I'm, I used to do cardio all the time. Now that I'm of a particular age, I do more of that, picking up the weight. You know what I'm saying? You switch it up. Mm. So for me, that stretching was like that going back to um, being still. And so I just thank you so much for um, just sharing the comments. And, and, and praise God. Praise God and what he is doing with his family. And thank you. Um, I love when um, uh, Dwayne and uh, Sarah, I love you guys as a couple. I love your ministry. So just keep doing what you're doing. And God bless. <laughs> I love that. Um, I just got this this vision of a balloon, and I feel like God wants to blow you up <laughs> with his breath, <laughs> fresh yeah. air, you know. He, and I think, and just even in that sense of blow you yeah. up, you, you need to have his breath of life in you. In order okay. for I really it want to, to hear be you. I really want to hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm sorry, someone's talking. I want to hear what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I think somebody's um, still un, unmuted. Um, Make sure you hit that. So if you hit that mute button, then she'll be able to hear me. <clears throat> I was just saying that that he wants, like, I heard that wording. He, I'm what I'm going to blow you up, and it takes his fresh. Um, the breath of God in your life, um, his presence in your life, um, that stillness. You know, you ever hear just like slow your slow your mind down and just envision even hearing when somebody blows up a balloon, it's it's like <clears throat> there's that initial like breath that kind of t- it's hard to get that balloon like but once you hit that then it just blows up quickly. And I just kind of see that he's—I just feel like he's saying he's going to blow you up quickly, and but it's going to take a—it's going to take his breath of it, 
and it's going to expand you um, because balloons also float. <laughs> and I feel like he, he's got places that he's taking you. So I just, I just happened to see that um, when you were talking. Praise God. I tell you, he is. He say he does. That's the thing with this journey. I tell you, it's been 20 years, and you just really don't know what he's doing. I mean, it's just it's such an interesting journey. It's like really, you really don't know. He's so amazing. So glory to God. Thank you for that. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, hey, it's Brother Eric. Um, first of all, let me say wonderful declaration. You definitely stress this uh stress this uh today. Uh I love the partnership between you and your wife, Sarah. It's so inspirational. I love how you give the declaration and then she comes in with the prophetic and and, and it just fits uh hand in glove, hand in glove. And 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 so um, I just want to say this: me and my wife want to be like you two when we grow up. <laughs> Love you, man. But um, you, know, my wife, she wasn't able to be on the line today, so she is herself being stretched. She has to teach mm. that. And it was particularly difficult one. She acknowledges me as a teacher in 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 this uh, marriage, but she's a teacher in her own right, and so. Mm. I, I I loved, you know, um, all the analogies. It 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 brought me back to uh, my high school sports days. I remember trying out for the football team, and you know, <clears throat> you don't have to they have the weight training to find out how much you can put on. And so I I, I do remember getting getting um, underneath the uh, the weights and and then bringing them down, and you know, feeling so good to myself. And uh, I remember. Um, my coach coming over and says, son, that ain't that ain't no type of weight. <laughs> he throws on some more weights, right? And here I'm in front of everybody, and he makes me struggle and struggle and struggle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never got what he said, son, if you want to grow, you got to pick up something heavy. And I think that just brought to my mind, you know, that the whole thing. If we want to grow, we want to grow on our we want to grow in our, 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 our walk, if we want to grow in our calling, it requires to, for us to pick up something heavy. Um, I loved how you uh, gave excellent um, illustrations on how God calls us to stretch, whether it's taking us out of our comfort zone in, in hostile environments. He calls us to, uh, he calls us to stretch in our areas of lack, in the wilderness experience, it causes us to stretch in our dis- in our handicaps, whether physical or or or, or um, spiritual, with the man with the withered hand, and he also mm-hmm. to stretch in our vocation and our callings. And I love that you said that you talked about those who who say yes. You know, saying don't be jealous of those who, who may be getting their blessings, and but we who have given our lives and, 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 and have um, gone all in for Christ that, that require, requires us to, to you know, uh, bear more of a burden, you know, uh, that, that workhorse, that, that warhorse and, and um, anthology, but that our blessings will be bigger. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, we'll be greater uh, uh, because <clears throat> we're in a position to be, to help more. And and I love how you talk about the preparedness, you know. Um, if we if we're always stretched, if we're always ready, we're always prepared to to not just only do what God calls us uh, us to do, but to be able to help others to stretch. And one thing about stretching, though, you know, God, you know, our muscles have to be elastic as well as 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 loose, in in in, in just in case we have to um, bear a, a, a heavy burden unexpectedly or suddenly and our faith has to be that way too has to be able to uh, expand we may have to not only bear our burdens we may have to bear somebody else's burdens we may have to pull somebody else with so that stretching is good and i found this out and 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 dd can uh and and those of you who who uh exercise too that once you stretch you're able to go further now you may not go for you may not go uh, far as first, but as you continue your stretching, you, you find you're able to go further and further. As I continue to stretch my faith muscles, I'm, I find that I'm able to go further. I'm able to walk longer. I'm able to endure more. So thank you so much for your declaration, and God bless you both. Eric, I love that. Uh, about a year ago, um, my son Micah. Um, we were just visiting here. We had it was the month before we were going to move, and we <clears throat> were staying at this um, timeshare. And my son had gotten a McDonald's Happy Meal, and he brings to me Mrs. Incredible, and sh and she's the one that literally stretches out her arms and her legs, and and just like um, defeats enemies and everything. And and for the longest time, well, actually, she still she sits sits at work. I have her at my desk. And she reminds me of my prayer life. Um, you know, that when I when I when I'm praying and when I'm interceding, you know, that I'm I'm reaching um I'm reaching out to the Father. But I, I had no idea um how prophetic it was that she, that he would bring her to me um and just what that was gonna entail. That flexibility that I was going to need to have and it's probably I'm, I know we're not even anywhere near you know um, okay. near that that um, you know he just started with me but it's so um, it's so cool to see how he wants to expand us so that we can reach out to others and we can and we can move things out of their way um, and and you know and and be used to to bring other people into um into their faith walks even people are talking you know you're all we're talking about you know our faith being stretched and you know that I've been sitting on Hebrews eleven one faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen and just like the arrow um there's times when he pulls us back and when i think of back i think of past sometimes he takes us back there and um before he sh he launches us uh to expand us to show us areas of our lives that we need um we need to work on right areas of our body areas of our heart um different areas that he's defining muscles that are being defined uh and it's 
we're all in a different, we're all working progress, but it's always because he, he can see what's out there that he's going to shoot us off to. Wonderful, wonderful point. Something that's that just came in mind. Um, just, oh, go ahead. Um, something that just came to mind real quick was that um, after you do the workout, you're supposed to stretch again. And that's the part that we, that's another part that we hate. That, okay, we just did this workout, whatever, and now we're supposed to stretch again, but it's for the better mother muscles so they can cool down properly. And then before you do the next one, you're going to stretch again before you do the next set of exercise. And a lot of times we're like, wait, I just went through this. Why is it like, quote, unquote, the enemy stirring this little thing up again? Well, it's not enough to really come against you, but there is just maybe a little more to come on the cool down or what have you. Just something that just hit me. There might be, it's not enough to defeat you, really go against you, but you're like, why is this even coming up? Maybe it's just a final little stretch. Was there someone else? Yes, yes. Good morning. This is Nikisha. That last little statement about the stretch after the workout, that's where I am right now. And when I do work out, I don't do that little after stretch. So now I have to do it in the spirit to remember I have to do it in the physical too. So thank you for that. God bless you. God bless us. I can attest to that, not stretching <laughs> properly, because I have to sometimes leave in the morning when I finish a strenuous workout, and Ravonda has now joined, and Miss D, and I'm so grateful. Um, Tiffany is a few victors that are um, part of the boot camp, but mess around and, 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 you know, get all those weights, and you're on the step, and you're running, and you're doing the rope and the medicine ball, and then just leave but which he does not really let you. I kind of sneak sometimes because, you know, I have to get on home and get ready for my baby to be dropped off, and I have paid for that. So when Sarah, um, again, mentioned those those Charlie horses, two things from not properly letting your body um, stretch and not having enough hydration because that will happen too because sometimes if you work, you know, work out a lot and you're not getting enough um you know, hydrated enough, that, that'll that happen. And the same thing, we're not getting enough word. That's why um, you two, you just sound like, you know, you, you guys, you can tell you two really, really study and apply the word of God to your lives. And that's what um, I hear when I hear you two talk. So I just thank you for that. And it makes me appreciate, um, you know, having the, the pastor and the teachers that I have at my home church, because we are, to, we are, to, we are, all are taught to study the Word of God so it gets in you, so that when your faith, you know, wavers or whatever, when the cares of life hit you, then you have some, you know, you, you're stretched, so then you know how to apply the Word. And um, Hebrews, like you said, says that one right there, that faith piece, because it's a fight. There's the, there's a, the faith fight is, is real. And so I just thank you for, like, you guys um, just lit this morning up. And, again, I'm still in awe because, you, normally I'm not even on the call. So I'm just, I'm grateful, and I know I needed it. So thank you guys again. Uh, when you were talking, I, I was like, the Lord 
I, I was seeing this, like, I was I was in the gym, and, like, there's this consistent routine, right? You're used to it. It's comfortable. It's consistent. You know what to expect. And then it's like he comes in and he changes up the routine. <laughs> and then you're kind of like, I don't know if I like it because it's working different muscles. Um, and we don't always understand the the science or the physiology behind why our trainer would change things up and yet he is fully aware of of what he's doing and so I just um I don't know if it's for you or if it's just someone on the call but I just feel like the Lord is saying he's going to change things up but not to worry he knows exactly what he's doing wow wow Wow, that's that's mm-hmm. that's big. Wow, thank you. Thank you. That was um, also for me, Nikisha. Thank you. Because this month has been really, really rough. So I thank you for that prophetic word. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Um, what made me think of, well, on that one, definitely, it's muscle confusion is the better way to work out your body. If you keep doing the same one, you won't get changed. Eventually, you become stagnant if you're doing the same routine. Um, that's why, you know, if you're doing hit training, whatever, it's switched up every day. Everyone is a different one. You may come back to it, but your five days within that week that you're training, it's all even per exercise. You're hitting different muscles sometimes at the same time because you're not allowing the body to get used to just the same stagnant thing because eventually you you flatline and or or not flat you plateau and you don't get any any changes you just you will maintain which is great if you're just about maintaining great keep with it but Jesus is never about maintaining <laughs> he's not about maintenance he's not about you maintaining your challenges or maintaining the sin that you struggle with or just doing enough to handle it and we'll manage. I think a lot of times we, whatever challenges we have, the sin that we go up against, the sin, you know, Israel, they always had a point. God, a lot of time, the ancient and people are like, how can God be like so destructive, whatever? He's like, clear out the area, destroy a whole nation. Like what? Like kill everybody. Why? Because their gods and what they do and the way they will contaminate you later. The enemy will contaminate. It might not even be this generation. It might be two down the road. But if you let any remnant of that stick around, if you just manage the enemy and manage the situation, like I've done enough to where this is manageable. I could go the rest of the 20 years just like this because it's not that big a deal. I only fall a little bit. He's not about managing. It's eradicating in order for the betterment of his children. And um, and just the wave of the, when we do have a victory or when we've gone through the battle, when we've done that weight and we're like, oh, man, I killed it. I did that mark that he had. We sometimes, in, as Christians in our spiritual think, I've defeated that and I'll never have to face that again. I'm good. And the after stretching is a reminder that, fool, this will come again. Don't get to think, that you did something here. Because first of all, I did it. (laughs) Daddy did it through you. But if you think I've hit this mark, 
I won here. I'm good the rest of the way. No, this will come around again. In sports, there's always a new champion each year, or sometimes. Why? Because if you if you repeat, if you get those three championships in a row, you came after, you were hit by the enemy or your competitor's next best. They went up a level to try to defeat you, and if you were able to catch a championship again, that means you upped your game. But if you didn't, there could be somebody else that gets that trophy next time, and then you got to work at it again. So that's just about. Anybody else? I was just going to add one more thing. Um, don't forget the rest day. We, when you get into working out, a lot of times, you know, we just we can go a little overboard running around, or you know, I, I know I actually got a little bit obsessed when I started working out, and I just sometimes didn't take that rest day, and then it was like I paid for it later. And the Lord has built the rest day in so that we can recover. So he, he isn't going to, you know, give you more than you can handle. He's going to say, okay, I want, you know, I want you to take your rest day and recover from it. And I feel like there may be um, a few people on this line today or this call that have been running around ragged. And I just want to encourage you to make sure you take that rest day because it's what allows our muscles to recover so that we can get back in there, you know, the, the following day. So um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to put that, put that out there. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Glory. Well, this is Karen, and it occurred to me as we're talking why that second stretch after the workout, we we stretch first and we stretch out those muscles so we can just work really hard and the muscles tighten up again, and then we got to relax them again. we got to stretch them out so that we can reach even further the next time. That was good. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, this morning was just so amazing. Thank you both. Um, I was just thinking, because I wasn't going to say anything, um, but like a thought popped in my head, and not necessarily like working out physically, but um, something just was like, well, sometimes I don't want to stretch. I want to be petty, right? Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't want to stretch. I want to be petty. I wanna, I wanna attack back. 
I want to um, be in my own will and and like manage the mess and and it just it gets like bigger and bigger and even though it's getting worse I'm still you know I'm like I'm in control I got this and like I have noticed over the last um, week or so especially Friday it was so much that was happening it was just like I was like trying to get somewhere and I was like okay I I felt this takeover spirit building up in me and the whole time God is like you know I got you you okay it's gonna be cool you know like you know I'm I watch over everybody if this is gonna happen it's gonna happen you know it is what it is and I remember that from the last call and I was just doing so much and um, until it was like, okay, I had two out. I was trying to get to where I was trying to be to like take over and make somebody feel little and to be petty. And God, God was just like, I guess was like, nope, I, I'm working. Like you got work to do. Forget about other people. And so it was like this report wasn't finished. So I'm like, I'm going to finish this report and get there. And then it was like a PowerPoint wasn't finished, so it took me two more hours to get to the PowerPoint. And wherever I was trying to go, I was trying to be there by 5.30. And then I was done at 5, and then an accident happened on the freeway. <laughs> and I just was like, okay, okay, Lord, right? Okay, I, I I get it now. But then when I got to the place and I walked in the door, I just, the wind was knocked out of me because all over again, I was just so like, oh my God, Lord, please tell me this is not happening right now. But fortunately, my pastor was there, and 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 the Holy Spirit was like, I, I just called my pastor up, and I was like, can you pray with me? Because I I don't have the strength right now, and. I just thank y'all so much this morning because I felt like I was stretched that day and I asked for prayer and I'm just so grateful that that I had like the ability or like was convicted enough to ask for that and to so that I could continue to trust God and have faith. And so just thank y'all so much this morning. Wow, thanks for being so transparent um, with with that. It's just honest. It's just, just honesty. Like, I, I'm with you. I, I have such irritability. And as you were speaking, I'm just, I'm like, yeah, Lord. <laughs> I've been complaining, no doubt. Um, you know, why did you put, put this stuff on our hands? And he's like, how do you expect um, to to do the other work that I have for you if I can't stretch you in the work that I've given you. Um, but the thing of it is, is that sometimes the enemy, or we, we make an agreement with the enemy that he, he can put stress on us when we do, when we allow, and when we, when we make an agreement that we can do it in our own hand, right, instead of stretching our hand out to the Father. And when we take things in our own, in our own hand, that's when it, it gets stressful, there's anxiety, it, it, um, you literally can feel the weight of, of every 
everything and everyone on you. It's an it's, it's, it's a different kind of, you know, like you, when you are stretching and workout, afterwards you can actually say, I actually feel pretty good after that stretch, right? Where when the enemy brings things into your into your world and we have, you know, we've made that agreement with him, um, and haven't reached out to the Father to take and handle those situations for us, then it feels it feels exhausted. You're completely exhausted. You're you're overspent. Um, you're frustrated. You're irritated. Um, and I'm I, I'm I'm preaching to the choir <laughs> right now. Um, and and there's there's just this this sense of needing a, to release and. Um, and there's a sense of, yeah, that hydration that you need where you just kind of need to sit still and then let him take over. And it's just, it, he, it's all training. He's just training us and teaching us in that situation like you were just sharing. He, he, you can look back on it and say, okay, now I understand. Um, and, I, and I love how you went to your pastor and asked for prayer. You reached out. That's, that's stretching. Now you're reaching out for, for um for someone to come into agreement with you, um, and I love that. That's that's exactly what we have to do um, when we feel like it's it's just too much, and it really is. If you if I look back and I'm when I tell people all that we do, you know, I'm just like, wait a minute, how are we doing all that? Like it doesn't make any sense. How is it that we do three different ministries plus we're helping plant a church? None of this makes any sense. How can we do this? Why? Because he stretches us out, and the more we surrender to his stretching, the more he's like, you can even do way more than that because, I, because the more you release to me and let me do, the easier it's going to be. But the more we resist and say I can do it myself, the more it becomes like crazy. So I totally can, can I get that. It totally makes sense to me. This is Krishanda. Um, when I, you guys were speaking, I was thinking about him being the master trainer, right? So the master trainer for me, I was just visualizing someone that you trust. Um, so whether you're they're training you for the Olympics or um, or if you're in the gym and you're stretching and they push you over a little bit further or they pull you a little bit more, or like Didi said, hand you a heavier weight, um, you might question it question it but for me what i was hearing okay he's stretching me or he's uh, the master trainer stretching and the question is do you trust me what is you know do you trust me and my answer is yes i trust the master savior i trust his word um so when you were the thought about uh, stretching um again the master the, um, the master trainer he has all control I'm going back on mute. I think she said it would do. We we trust him to lead the way. You got we've got to trust him that he knows better than us and like Sarah pointed out, he knows the Scientology behind the physiology. He knows how far we can go. We whine and complain that you're doing more than I can handle. You're stretching me. You're, this is too much. And it's like, you don't even know what you're capable of. And you definitely don't know what you're capable of with me as your trainer. <clears throat> I love, I love, 
I'm sorry. I love to tell this. Um, I think I, you probably have all heard it before, but I once went up to a um, a, a pastor, as a woman, and said it was a women's retreat. And I said, and she's like, "What are you up here for?" And I said, "I need to be delivered of mistrust." And she just laughed her head off, and she said, "Oh, honey, you don't get delivered of mistrust." you have trust as a muscle and you have to exercise it. And I had recently had a dream where this man was in a gym and he, and I was questioning what, like what his profession was. And he told me that he was a, he, he worked in uh, Ken's analogy and I had no idea what that was at the time. And that he, and I said, oh, so you work for big corporations? And he says, no, I work one-on-one. And I realized that Kim's analogy has to do with muscles. And when I looked it all up, it's the work, how muscles work together. And that he, that it was basically Father God telling me that he's going to train me one-on-one. And then having had that experience around the same time, I realized the very first muscle God had to work on was trust. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think there was someone that was going to pop in here. Are they still here? Yeah, it's me, Moni. Good morning. Morning. Morning, Mama Moni. <laughs> wow, this was a really good message today. Both of you guys, um, it just amazes me every time I'm able to tune in how much, and Didi and I were just talking about this, how much we can feel um, your labor. We can hear it, and it truly blesses us. It really does. And we can just tell so much how much you spend time with the Father. And if you guys didn't know that... (laughs) Now, now you know we can. We're just blessed. We're blessed by it, and I want to thank you both um, for really bringing it. Um, the verse that came to my mind today, as you guys were teaching us, was uh, God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies the called, and part of that is stretching and it's so painful it's so painful and um we really have to remember because um we can forget to stretch and stay hydrated I know that I can and if I can easily forget I know that there has to be other people that forget to do that especially because life is so busy um I remember a few months back I'd say about six months back I was really realizing or feeling that th- I have a problem when I when I squat down. I can't get back up. I don't have that strength in my legs anymore. And when I try to sit on my um like on my kind of my butts on my feet and I'm on the ground and I'm sitting that way, my the circulation stops inside my legs and they get numb. And I remember taking this to God saying, God, why is this happening? This, I don't know what to do. I can't have, I'm too young for this to be happening to me. I need to know what am I supposed to do? 
And I could hear him say, you need to stretch so that you can get the blood flowing, so that you can get that blood going through your body very easily. And if you don't stretch, that's not going to happen. And I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was really shocked to hear that. And now, even now, I, I have to remember, it's so easy to forget because the alarm goes off, we run out of bed, we, you know, we, we rush to get ready and get to work, and we forget mm -hmm. that we have to stretch so that the blood can flow, <laughs> so mm -hmm. that the blood can flow through our body. And I, I just wanted to share that. Uh, it's, it's so important. I, I thank you both for just bring, really bringing the heart of God to us. You know, a lot of us, we belong to other churches on this call, and, and we serve at those churches, um, on Sundays and may, sometimes on Wednesdays, but I thank God for this call because this call makes it available for us to spend a little bit of time getting the Word of God in us on a daily basis. And it happens early in the morning enough to where, you know, we're not, we're not, or we shouldn't um, be interfering with our, with our churches. And I just thank God that the way that he planned this call, the way that he ordained it, and then the people like you that he brings to pour out to us, to his people. I, I thank God for that. And I thank God for both of you. I just wanted to let you guys know that. Thank you, Moni. That really means a lot. Yeah, I think there's times we, uh, especially in the stretching, <laughs> we're like, what's going on? Um, God is good, though. But, but God is good, and he, he knows what he's doing. And um, I think we often are talking and wondering, dude, when's the last time we were spending time with the Lord? But I don't think we realize it, it's just through the day. I think we'd love to do more, but we have three children, and we have jobs, and we have multiple things we're doing and we get caught up but I think we tend to forget he's in the midst in in that work season and in that business. And we've been given people have given us words to remind us on that, hey, he's in it with you. Not that oh we didn't I didn't get to in my prayer closet and, you know, I've been spending an hour each day in there, what have you. So if it's on the go, it's on the go, but you're still there. He doesn't let us do any of this by ourselves. If um, there's no one else that, that wants to um, hop in here, we can go ahead and pray us out so that you guys can start your... Uh, you're stretching <laughs> for the day and, and head out to wherever you're going. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much, Lord, that we can, that, well, for, for one, God, that even as you're stretching us, we can cry out to you and we can say, ouch, that hurts. And you don't hold it against us um, because even in your ministry, Jesus, you were stretched and you knew when to climb up that mountain and to find rest 
and you knew um, your you knew your capacity, and you knew the, that the Lord what the Lord's capacity was. And um, Lord, I just thank you, God, that you are um, the one who stretches us, and you're not too concerned if we're saying "ouch" or that's not comfortable, because you know. Um, you see the bigger picture. You understand where you're taking us. You understand the capacity that you're that you built in us, and you're working us towards the goals that we need to have in order for us to be able to expand. And I just thank you, God, that you are giving us flexibility. That you are you are strengthening different muscles. And I just pray, Father God, that you begin to to show us, even this week, even today, God, what area you're working on, what area, what muscle are you are you um, isolating and working on, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord, that um, we can do all things through Christ, who gives us strength. He gives us the strength to do it. And is so intricate in being able to understand, you know, which muscles work with other muscles and which ones to start with and what comes next so that we, they can come into a working order so that the full body from head to toe is strong and that there's, there's even people that have been working out all those muscles and now you're just defining them. And I just thank you, Lord, that you are so good. You're so good. You're so good. We thank you for the uncomfortability, even if we don't like it. We're going to thank you for it because it's what's going to keep us um, moving and it's going to be it's what's going to propel us forward and it's actually going to be what launches us, launches us into the destiny that you have for ourselves and our legacy and our children. So we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless everybody. Love you. Praise God. Amen.
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared It's God. 